welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. DJ Chuck 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 DJ Chuck Chuck Garrett Price is here. How's it going? Ah, it's going good. Now that we got this great song stuck in our head, thanks Matt for that. Oh yeah, yeah. Nothing's more encouraging after a solid week one of awesome football than a nice catchy tune to go in your head. I mean, exactly. We saw a lot of good football. I mean, really good football. Matt, what? What? Who would have thought after week one of the NFL season? Your top three fancy receivers in order would be Sammy Watkins, Deshaun Jackson, and John Ross. I totally would have called that. Yeah, well, you do got those sweet, succulent <laughs> balls. <laughs> yes, you do. Um, yeah, so our top 12 receivers for the week were Sammy Watkins, Deshaun Jackson, John Ross, DeAndre Hopkins, Marquise Brown, Ooh, Hollywood, Hollywood T.Y. Hillen, Keen Allen, Philip Dorsett, Larry Fitzgerald, John Brown, DJ Shark. DJ Shark. DJ Shark. I called this week the week of everybody I've ever talked crap about uh, was going to shove their fancy points right down my throat and tell me to suck their magic crystal balls because they all showed me. Did they not? Wacky things happen week one, sir. Yeah. But they showed you. I am a fool. I don't know what I'm talking about. Now, some things did come to fruition for me. Uh, but we'll get through it because what we're going to do is how we're going to approach this. We figured out is there's no better way to get put you in the best dynasty position. Literally, try and break down every single game, right? All of them. So what we're going to do is we're going to break every day. You know, we're going to give you about 45 minutes here, and then for the nerd herd, we're going to pick up and bring up the rest of the games. So just get through here and talk about everything we see. Um, I think the most important thing to know is it's just week one, and with week one, you get a lot of sloppy football. Right, it's like that girl in high school that everybody used to make out with. It's just, it's just bad news all around. It's, it's loosey goosey out there, real sloppy, you know, a little bumpy, you know, not at first, but the, you know, those bumps are going to show up later. So bumpy roads. Um, we have to protect ourselves because that's, you know, we have to protect ourselves. Safety first. Safety first. Uh huh. And don't get out of hand with this, this week one sloppiness. <laughs> Technically, you should keep it in hand. Uh, but that's 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 a different story. So. Don't overreact. And sometimes we're, as we go through these games, there's going to be the same position where you say, hey, don't overreact and make dumb moves. Take advantage of the less intelligent people and sometimes use some of these moves to actually offload. Yeah, you know? yeah absolutely. Gain that 2020 capital. Yep. And you know, the first thing I did as we go through injuries is in all my leagues, I looked at, I Googled in, on uh, myfantasyleague.com when you go look for search the players, Tyree Kill. I was like, all right, who has Tyree Kill? So who needs a receiver? Because I'm about to unload one of these turds and flush them right down some other team's toilet. So far, I've had zero success. But I won't stop trying. Just keep trying, right? Do, 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 do. Thanks so much, Matt, for that. Yeah, no so problem. Let, you know, we mentioned, let's go talk a couple of these injuries real quick. Um, just kind of let you know who's hurt throughout the week here. And we have Darius Geis with a meniscus. Yeah, uh, this is devastating. The guy couldn't stay, just can't stay healthy. Uh, he he was supposed to get uh, the lion's share of the the run, and it it looked like that through like six seven carries, and then he got hurt. Tried to battle through like another two or three, and you could, you could tell just things just weren't weren't quite right. He was back and forth to the medical tent, and then and then he was just done. So it's a, it's it's a tough one. It, it hurt my heart. Uh, this was this was one of the 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 more devastating blows to to my ego this week. Is it because I told you you would not be a top 20 okay, running back you didn't, for a 0% chance? We didn't say health. We were talking about talent. An important thing to note, though, is at least this is the other knee. So both knees now are dead. <laughs> right. So, I mean, he'll, he'll limp equally on both sides. Yeah, right. That, that selling window has shut down. I think Geis is just going to be one of those guys that, like, you, you know, never stays healthy, That's never going to be a dominant fantasy running back, which is one of those guys that was a name, a solid name that he had some optimism about that will eventually get replaced and he'll just be an afterthought. And then he'll sign somewhere else and you'll get kind of excited and then he'll be hurt again. And you're going to be like, oh, yeah, that's right. I should probably just cut bait. We'll get the question on Twitter. Is this safe to cut Darius Geis now? I'm like, it was safe to cut Darius Geis months ago, buddy. Down with the ship. 
Uh, so Darius Geis has got the meniscus. He's going to be out. Well, we don't even know, really. It's going to be yeah. anywhere from I, two be, weeks to say, four weeks. We won't get any of this kind of information, like solid information, until Wednesday. I think that's when the injury reports come out. And who gets to capitalize on this? We'll talk about that when we get to the Redskins game. Uh, Joe Mixon, he got a little boo-boo, too. Yeah, he got banged up, uh, left left the game. Uh, they were worried it was worse. It looked like it was going to be a high ankle sprain, so they were looking at you know a month and a half or so. Fortunately, it doesn't look like that's the case. Could even play this week, so that was much better news than the guys' news. Yeah, and there's a lot to talk about the Cincinnati game. That was uh, we were very Surprising. confused about where that offense was going to be uh, with the new coaching staff in there, and there's a lot of optimism uh, to be seen without an AJ Green, mind you. Offensive line still, you know, troublesome, but <laughs> if you can, if you scheme correctly. Uh, you might be able to make some plays, and it looks like they did just that. Tyreek Hill, obviously the biggest injury of the week here, uh, out six to eight weeks with a dislocated SC joint. And all you could do there is really just immobilize, don't move, and let it heal. Really, that's all you can do. So um, we've seen other players with this same injury that have missed four to five weeks. So that's really where we're at with it. But with what we've seen out there with Sammy Watkins, they don't need to rush him back. Yeah, right. I mean, that was obviously a great performance by Sammy. The, the troublesome thing is, you know, with wide receivers and shoulder-type injuries, I mean, if it's a if it's something that hinders him from raising his hands, it's going to be an issue with him catching the ball throughout the rest, probably the whole rest of the season. They already said they don't want him to come back until he's 100%. So, and they said it, it's one of those injuries you can't come back from 100% as long as you just rest it properly. So, I think they're going to do just that. So, as a fantasy team, you're going to be very disappointed in Tyreek Hill uh, if you already weren't like these two guys here, which, uh, yeah, he's a disappointment. But now you're, you're even more disappointed in him. Uh, Nick Foles. Out for the uh, not for the year. No, what, no. Six, eight weeks? So yeah, he just had sur- surgery. It's a six to eight week type of thing as far as uh, the timetable. I mean, they you know they put the plate in there and everything. It's, it's non throwing. I was shoulder, gonna say yeah, yeah non throwing shoulder. So that's at least a little bit of good news. Gardner Mishnu. Look, look good. Twenty two or twenty eight. Dude, right? looks good. Period. I mean, yeah. that guy. Is he looked good throughout the pre- looking sob. I yeah, mean, that the guy stash. is my kind of guy. It's the stash. stash. It's that baby fat all around him too. I saw that picture today. They're like one of these quarterbacks is forty two, another one's like twenty three. One was Tom Brady, and one was Gardner. And I'm like, oh my god, one looks like a porn star, <laughs> and the other one looks like a Playboy model. Well, not Playboy, play girl, play girl, play girl. I. Dude, I read up. I know all so, about it. So Gardner was not the playgirl model, right? He was oh, yeah. he was the porn star. To each other, you know, everybody's a different type. You right. know, some likes blonde, blonde, brunette. Some people like butts. Some people don't. Some I mean, I like went out and got muscles. Him. People I, don't. I went out and got Gardner Minshew in the league. Just you know, I, I thought. Yeah, why wouldn't you? I mean, he sh- he showed good promise even in the preseason. We'll talk. Yeah, we'll we'll sure. talk about it again. Week one. Let's not go uh, premature in ourselves over here. Uh, Tevin Coleman out for two to four weeks with a high ankle sprain. Now, that's one to worry about for a running back because that's if you, it says two to four weeks, yeah, go ahead and lean on that four-week window there. What did I say there about Coleman last week? Yep. I thought it was going to be a soft tissue issue. It turns out it's going to be a ligament issue. But, I mean, it's it's all in the same ballpark, and, and it was just a matter of time for him. Yeah, he's going to he's gonna be hurt, and Matt Breed is going to be the man. And Mostert, we're going to talk about him when he gets to that game. Devin Funches put on an IR with a broken collarbone. Obviously, his collarbones are very fragile week one, and he's out. Well, big loss there in Indianapolis. <laughs> no? Nobody? Nobody has, no? No. Nope. And then Bueller. Mike Williams with the sprained knee. He's week to week, uh, which he'll probably be okay with. But there were some worrisome there because of the offensive line. They might ask him to block a little bit more. This might be... Uh, we might have been a little bit off there on the Keenan Allen show uh, with the way they're going to utilize uh, Keenan Allen instead of Mike Williams. We'll see. Week one. See. How about we dive into it instead? We just stop, stop guessing. Let's get into the Thursday night game. Now, there's no good way to start off football for the 2019 season with piss poor uh, football. And that's what we did. 10 I mean, to 3. Woo. So with none of these guys really... Uh, you know, pre- they don't practice as hard now going into it, the OTAs, and then leading to practice. You only get so many, you know, not every coach goes in the pads. Nobody even playing in the preseason now. It's just you spend those four weeks just practicing. There's a lot of rust to be knocked off here. And some of these guys looked terrible. Mitch Trubisky, uh, 26 for 45 for 228 yards and a touchdown, and he just did not look good. Still the same problem where every time he wants to throw to his left, you know, in that 10 to 20-yard mid-range uh, area, it's just he has a lot of trouble doing it. This is a guy who, when I was thinking of you know Anthony Miller and everything taking a step forward, I think it was all about Mitch Trubisky taking a step forward too. Right. 
after week one, when you say, hey, don't get over. Because these are, these are some things I want to talk about. Like, what guys are we like, okay, week one, it's just week one. Let's temper down. And, okay, it's week one, but now I still have some concerns. For me, Mitch Trubisky, you know, in a super flex league and two QB league here where this is a guy who's a 24-year-old kid that you're going to base your future on. Uh, maybe, you know, probably your number two quarterback, but somebody that you feel you drafted a little bit higher to be that core number two quarterback. There's some concerns here that we see the same problems that he ended the year last year with. Well, I mean, here you got this whole offseason. Like you said, I mean, all they're doing is practicing. How many th- how many passes did he throw in the preseason? 0.0. Exactly. How do you expect the guy to get better just practicing? You got to go against other guys. You got to go against live competition. That's how you hone your skills and get better. And I don't understand what these coaches are doing. I mean, I I get it. Everyone wants to be wrapped in, you know, bubble wrap so nobody gets injured and everyone gets to the pre- everyone gets to the regular season. But you're going to get these guys to the regular season and a as soon as they start taking hits, they're going to get injured because their bodies aren't battle-tested and ready yet. They're just going to go into this thing live. There's going to be a ton more injuries coming this week, and the guys just aren't going to get better like they're supposed to be in the preseason. So this is this is it's going to be an ongoing thing. That's, that was the bigger thing for me is if, if you're going to tell me Aaron Rodgers isn't going to take a snap in preseason, okay. Tom Brady, okay. A young quarterback that still has a lot to work on, he probably needs to take a few snaps in preseason. So, like uh, all of them, right? <laughs> keep keep your your first team offensive line out there and have them throw a crap load of passes. That's the only way he's going to get better. Yeah, so I, I'm not in full panic mode yet. I do still think there's there's some decent upside. He's still a good runner. There's still a lot of good pieces in this offense. I'm not in full panic sell mode. But I guarantee there are people in some of your leagues that are. If you can get him on the cheap, I'm totally fine with him being my my quarterback too. Yeah, concerned, oh, yeah, not not uh, you know not getting overly concerned here. I was a little shocked that I know he's a rookie. David Montgomery looked fantastic in the carries that he yep. got. They just didn't really utilize him. I mean, they gave him um, six carries. Yep, and one and pass. <laughs> That's it, it. I did not understand what so he looked clearly like the best running back on the field. Clearly by. 100%, and they yep. did not utilize him there. Allen Robinson saw 13 targets, brought in seven of them for 102, yeah. and honestly, he could have had a better game than that if Mitch was a little bit more uh, accurate on him. Allen Robinson looked terrific. Those back shoulder fades, he just dominates those, and this is a guy who's ready to step up and be a wide receiver one this year. Yeah, I mean, that was the big the big takeaway. I think Allen Robinson obviously, you know, kind of, you know, hey, I'm I'm fully healthy. I'm I'm you know I'm I'm that full year removed, and he looked great doing it. And and Tariq Cohen is basically their their slot guy. You know what I mean? That's yeah. That's what it looked like in week one. Anyway, I mean Anthony Miller was nowhere to be found. Nowhere they nope. utilize when when I was looking he didn't at even have a lot of snaps. I loved Anthony Miller going in here to year two. Loved him. I was telling people to start him because I thought this was going to be a high scoring game. They're going to utilize Anthony Miller here, but the person they use in, in Anthony Miller role. Was Tariq Cohen? Tariq yeah. Cohen, yeah. It was. It was. It was. It, I mean, it's a little bit odd. I, I mean, I. It was see, very odd, Matt. I mean, I see that he's an explosive player, and I like the usage as from a, a Tariq Cohen, you know, owner standpoint. I love. I love it because that's almost guaranteed you're mm-hmm. going to be getting into double digits basically with catches, um, in PPR. But, but I mean, they have more weapons. Their pass to run ratio was terrible, though. I mean, they're going to have to have a much more balanced attack going forward. Fifteen rushes to forty-five passes, and it's not like the game was out of hand at all, right? I mean, the final score where they were within seven, so they need to really kind of check that and tweak that that formula a little bit and get a lot more rushes in there. Yeah, I think this is any for any kind of opportunity, even possibly get on David Montgomery the way he looked. A lot of. A lot of optimism going forward for David Montgomery. I like that move there. Uh, I love Allen Robinson. A little bit concerned about Anthony Miller not being utilized week one. That does bring me some concern because um, I was down on Cohen going into the year just because I thought, you know, David Montgomery's catching prowess, Anthony Miller as the other receiver, Taylor Gabriel is obviously, you know, viable in that, you know, out there. And they didn't even bring Trey Burton back yet. You know, he, he didn't play this week. So yeah. there was some concern there. I am very optimistic about Allen Robinson. Yep. Is this a time? Do you think? Do you think some owners could be out there in Dynasty saying, "Hey, this is my opportunity to finally sell Robinson"? Because we, Garrett, you and I have been saying um, throughout the pro, you know, when we we're talking about guys that we liked and believed in this year, that Allen Robinson was high on our list as somebody who we were optimistic about. 
Do you think this is a possible buy-in window, or do you think, no, the price has gone up too high? Like, do you think you can get Allen Robinson for a 2021st plus something? Uh, it'd be interesting to see. Um, if you can get him for, for a late first, I'm doing it. I'm doing it all day. If it's an early first, I don't know that I can quite go there. Uh, but I but I do love, for, for all of the takes that were hurtful to me this week, uh, Allen Robinson was not one of those. The route running looked really, really crisp. Um, he, he looked comfortable. Like, there were, some of those receivers didn't even look comfortable in the offense. He looked like he was fully comfortable in the offense. So I am trying to buy. The price is obviously much higher now than it was. So I'm not trying to crazy overpay. But, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely buying. I'm, I'm buying most of this offense, honestly. I'm, tr- I'm trying to buy David Montgomery as well. So here's where I get confused. And this is, this is help me out, guys, here on this on, in Dynasty, because this is one of my confusing aspects on this. You say to me, oh, you know, if it's a late first, no problem. Like, for me, for a late first, that's a no-brainer, you know? And you're like, oh, if it's, if it's kind of a higher first, no way. Like, I don't understand that. Like, Allen Robinson's 26 years old, right? And he just turned 26 literally a week and two weeks ago. He's, he, just, like that. he signed a long-term contract in Chicago, an offense we're all excited about with a lot of young core here um, with a great running game. You know, this is a good team going forward. Like, why wouldn't you give up? Like, what what else do you – this is a guy who we expect to be a wide receiver one. He just had 13 targets on an offense, brought in seven of them, and most of that was because some of Rusty, Mitch Trubisky, could have done better, scored no touchdowns, and had seven catches for 102 yards. He's a 26-year-old, six foot two, two 220 uh, pound receiver making top end money. Like, why wouldn't you want to give up a high first for a guy like Allen Robinson? This is what we're looking for. I think this is kind of player sometimes where, and I know Allen Robinson's been dumped down a little bit. A lot of people's rankings and nobody wanted anything to do with him coming off the ACL injury, but it's like, this is what I'm looking for on my team, on my dynasty team for long term. A young, viable receiver who's guaranteed targets because he's getting paid, already in week one, which showed he's going to be heavily targeted. Uh, he's got youth. He's got upside. He has pass production, even albeit for a year, and in a, in a good offense with a stable quarterback for at least the next couple of years. Like, I would have no problem giving Listen, I love the 2020 picks as much as everybody else. I love the upside of these guys, too. These definitely receiving class and running back class is going to be a great class. But when you draft some of these guys, you want them to be an Allen Robinson. That's what you're looking for. I mean, granted, Jerry Judy, you know, that could be a guy who's a different class, but still, you're still looking for this kind of production. If Jerry Judy comes out and he has seven catches for 102 yards, he doesn't score a touchdown, I'm like, this is fantastic. I hit pay dirt. Sure. You know, it's it's such a lopsided perspective. So for me, give up a, a first, no matter where 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 that first may be, um, I have no problem. Even if I'm projected for a higher first, so I need a receiver, right? If I get Allen Robinson... Allen Robinson is going to win me a couple more games. Now that first has just got a little bit worse because of the addition sure. of Allen Robinson. To me, Allen Robinson is somebody already. I would I would love to test the waters on and see what the price is out there on Allen Robinson because I think he could be a cornerstone. You know, maybe he's not your number one receiver on your team, but if you have Allen Robinson as your wide receiver two on your team, you're in a really good position going forward and most likely if you're making that kind of movie he's gonna be your number one but i have no problem with that either right now like again not week one but this is somebody who i've been kind of big on going into the year no i'm I'm in the target share in a production already after week one and anthony miller just being invisible because i was somewhat worried about anthony miller's like well anthony miller take away from Allen Robinson. Like, what? what is Anthony Miller going to do to Allen Robinson? I had, I did have that concern because I like Miller and I like his route running. And now even after week one, it's like, oh, okay, I don't have to worry about that. This is this is the guy. This is the guy who will be targeted heavily every single game. He'll be that, like, DeAndre Hopkins for Houston where this is where Mitch is going to look to. And this is where Matt yeah. Nagy is going to look to go to. I yep. mean, that could be – that could definitely be the case, but it could also just be a one-week fluke where, where Green Bay wasn't doubling him. And, you know, next week, you know, the defense is adjust and, and it's an up. It's a Anthony Miller show. But isn't you know it? I mean? But isn't this the whole point of doing the pot? Like, isn't this the game? Right? No one wanted to get in, when get out. Because listen, if he does it again and then again, well, the price is going up. So this is where we're, you know, this is where we have to decide: is this going to be a frequent thing or is it a one week thing? And that's why I want to go through some of these games and kind of get to that point. For me, I feel Al Robinson. I'm already after week one saying this is the guy. I feel comfortable with comfortable with him. I'll be at injury, but you can't trade for injury. It's like, oh, I don't want Odell Beckham because he missed 16 games out of the last two years. No, everybody wants Odell Beckham. But then you're like, oh, I don't want Allen Robinson. He had an ACL injury. But you want Odell Beckham who had two back-to-back injuries? I mean, Allen Robinson's been healthy for over a year. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm completely with you. The only reason I hesitated when it was a high first is I don't think you'd have to pay that. 
Um, it's not that I wouldn't necessarily be willing to do it if push came to shove and the, the owner was real savvy and made me do it. Yeah, I and would do too, it. And it's too early but, to say who has a high first anyway. It's just too it, early. It is. It is. But I'm just saying I don't think you have to pay that yet. And so if you don't have to pay it, I, I'm not going to. I think what looks like this falls in the category. I love to say it what might look like a slight overpay. turns out to be good value down the road. Sure. You're getting everything you want out of a dynasty player. Definitely at the receiver, receiver position. Young, stud. Uh, receiver. Uh, opposite Green Bay, nothing to talk about Rodgers here. Um, the receiving end, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones. Are we worried about Aaron Jones here with that, uh, you know, average three yards a carry, 13 carries for 39 yards, or just, hey, that beastie defensive uh, on Chicago is the main culprit here. I mean, I think I think it was a little bit of that. I think it was a little bit of the offensive lines, not at all gelled yet. Not, I mean, it was just, it was a mess. He had nowhere to go. He didn't look great himself. So I mean, it was a little bit of a potpourri of of horribleness for for Aaron Jones there week one. I think he'll rebound and be fine. Yeah, and Geronimo uh, Allison was like my first date, just nowhere to nowhere to be seen. <laughs> uh, Marquez Valdez Scantlin, the guy who you, you got stood up on your first date. Nah, just that was all right. I was just trying to you know crack a joke there. Can't I, win them all, guys. I, I, I felt I felt really I mean, genuinely I, sorry for you. I, that was the point of the joke. I, I need. I am a pity party. Okay. <laughs> would you Would you please come to the pity party? Marquez Valdez Scantling would come to your pity party. Yes, it's six targets up. had the second most targets on the team tied with Jimmy Graham. But this is somebody who we predicted to be the number two a while back ago. We he said peppered early. We had a debate on the Dynasty Nerds podcast. If you didn't hear it before, we 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 debated that. We said Marquez Valdez Scantling and. Geronimo Allison. One of these guys would be the number two, and we thought it was going to be a two-wide receiver set target-wise because of what LaFleur has done in the past. And if we're just going on that right now, that's exactly what it was because all the targets, eight went to Devontae Adams, six went to Marquez Valdez-Scantlin, and, of course, the other six went to Jimmy Graham. Nobody else saw more than, at the receiver position, more than oh, two. Yeah, two. So, for me, this is exactly how we predicted it played out after week one. I don't expect Geronimo Allison to be a big threat there at all. And MVS is the guy we said, hey, go out there and, well, again, what might look like an overpay now might pay dividends down the road. And as this offense gels into LaFleur's offense and with Rodgers and how he shows, it's only going to get a little bit better for a guy like MVS. If you made that move, I feel very comfortable about that going forward right now, definitely since he was the number one receiving fantasy player after week one. Uh, shall we move on to another game? Uh, I think so. Oh, I lost the page. I lost Re the page. Real quick while you're trying to find the page. I, I don't like Aaron Jones quite as much as everybody else. I've always kind of had him a little bit lower in my rankings. I am a little bit concerned. Jamal Williams is in there too much. Um, it's not as much about Aaron Jones. It is about the usage. I, I don't. I didn't like how much I saw him in there. Um, and, and I'm not convinced he's going to stay healthy. Um, so I, I am a little bit down on him. So, I mean, you're, you're worried about five carries and, and two targets. Well, but the, he was, it was the, the he snap was, count. He, yeah. The snap more. count was, it was, yeah, a little bit more, uh, worrisome and closer to 50, 50. I think it was I, pretty if, close. Yeah. yeah but memory, if, you, if memory serves me, if you watch the game and you go back and look at that, uh, you'd also see that was a very short window. They actually did that in. It wasn't like it was, you know, they actually just w switched over to Jamal like gave Williams. some drives, yeah. Yeah, they wanted to see if they can kind of switch things up there. I think, again, versus the defensive line, I think that's all it was. I'm still not worried about Jamal Williams simply because he's not as good of a running back oh, he's as not, Aaron Jones. Not at all. And that's how I place it. I think this is more of a Chicago thing than anything else. I hope Let's so. see how it plays I, out. I hope so for his case. Not worried about this situation. Let's move on to a situation I'm very – I'm not worried about, but I'm absolutely heartbroken about. All right? Uh Tennessee versus the Browns. Oh, jeez. So I was there. I had a couple of drinks. Um, and uh, <laughs> You needed them. You know, I think Derrick Henry's been listening to the podcast because he, he, got a, he got angry. He showed me. All right. He showed me and then some. He's like, listen, guy. You know what? He probably wasn't the only one listening, yeah. by the way. I've, uh, uh, I've heard you talking to me uh, about me and how I wasn't even going to be a top 24 fantasy running back. And I'm going to come out here and be a top end running back here. And I'm going to score mad points on uh, – you're Cleveland Browns. And not only that, I'm embarrassed you're Cleveland Browns. The one that you predicted on your own podcast last week, they were going to win the Super Bowl. How about, they worry, how about you worry about week one? Now, I'll say this about the Browns. I honestly think this is the best thing that could have happened to the Browns. Super sad, super sad. SNS, super sad. That's this guy. Walked out of that game, super sad. Not upset, sad. Not kind of sad, super sad. Super sad. So, but to me, this is, you know, they're out here doing GQ magazine, Sports Illustrated, Miles Garrett showing his butt cheeks all over the place. It's like, come on, guys. They not, not only did they lose, they got their doors blown off. For right? sure. Kind of like my first day. Um, <laughs> so for me, for me, 
I like this. You know, let's see. I want to see how they rebound Monday night against the Jets. Now, that being said, let's talk about the game. Let's start with the Titan side. Mariota looked good. He actually did look good, which was pretty surprising. Um, But we'll see how long it lasts. I mean, I think generally Marcus Mariota looks good when he's healthy. He just hasn't been healthy that often. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, he operated well. He operated nicely. Three three touchdowns. I mean, an excellent game from a fantasy standpoint. And, you know, he chipped another 24 yards rushing. Um, but, you know, we'll see yeah, for, how long that lasts. Yeah, so, it, I mean, it's, it's it's encouraging. First, what should have been a good defense. I mean, I, Denzel Ward played lights out. Shut out Corey Davis, gave him zero yeah. point fantasy points. That just, to me, shows a really good, uh, you know. Defensive back. Defensive back there. Derrick Henry. So let's talk about it. Because I'm I'm a, I'm a pooper when it comes to fantasy points. The guy went here and scored like 28 fantasy points. That being said, I will say this: 14.5 of those points came away from that one blown coverage play. Yeah, where they gave him a little chip back in the back there when he had that one catch on his one you know his one catch for 75 one yards, catch, 75 and a yards and touchdown. Yep, it's 14 and a half points. If you take that away, he's running back 17 in a week. So still had you know he still had the carries for 84 yards and a touchdown and. Again, you take away that touchdown. This is simply said about anybody who has big weeks. You know, he has 84 yards. That's what I expect out of Derrick Henry. Again, this isn't me. He had one catch for 75 yards. You take that away, that's 14 and a half points, and he goes all the way down to 17. You take away that touchdown, he has 84 yards, and it's nothing. So and, 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 he's going to be an up-and-down running back that you can't count on. That's what I was going to say, and that's the point, is is these those things are fluky. They're, I mean, a touchdown is not fluky, but you can go a game without getting one. So you're, you, it's very up and down. You're going to be riding the roller coaster. There are going to be weeks like this that are amazing. There are going to be weeks that aren't so great. And you're just going to have to deal with that as a Derrick Henry owner. I am a Derrick Henry owner. If I'm a Derrick I'm not a Derrick Henry I'm going to say owner. you are. <laughs> if I was, okay, I'm telling you again, and I, I'm double. here I am, I'm doubling down, mm-hmm. okay? So let's see, how much he, let's see how much he listens and really wants to show me because I know you're out there, Derrick. Again, this is nothing personal. This is just business. It's, fan, it's dynasty business, baby. Yeah, yeah, you're a good football player. Very good. Good enough yeah. to win the Heisman. Right. Never never once in my entire life have I ever said you're a bad football player. Big guy, real fast, north to south. Love it. Help your football team for sure. Fantasy point-wise, I don't love you. You were running back 39 going into the playoffs last year. And right now, you're top three fantasy running back right now, right? Top three, top four. You scored big points. I The whole hype train has been on Derrick Henry this whole offseason, right? I'm taking this week one, and I am cashing in my chips. Absolutely, and I am getting the haul. Because remember, we said this. We've said this for two years in a row. Like, hey, after two, playoff season, playoff season, use this to sell Derrick Henry. Use this to sell Derrick Henry. This isn't like, oh, rich in your face. Look at Derrick Henry. I'm still not buying it. Right? No. I am still not buying this one big performance. It's these big performances that I'm using to really capitalize. The hype on Derrick Henry is high. Get it? Go get another good running back. What? Flip him for David Montgomery. Flip him for Miles Sanders. You can't yep. flip him for Josh Jacobs. He had too many carries. Looked too good. I got too many carries this year. He's gonna our number one running back. Looked pretty, pretty good. Yep. Almost like me on my first date. Almost like my number <laughs> one wide receiver. Yeah. AJ Brown. Airmail that. Oh yeah. Wait. Now he's your guy's number one receiver. Pre pre draft. Pre draft. You didn't read the fine print, Rich. <laughs> so sorry. So sorry. I'm a, I'm gonna say this too. You know, another guy that wanted to slap me in the face, again, didn't hate him, just didn't love him. You know, I don't see anything overly special. Looked pretty good. Looked pretty good. Looked pretty he? good. That, that one catch for 51 yards looked really good. Looked like a good, man. Good moves. Big body receiver. Just, Wasn't afraid of these defensive Browns defense that were just a bunch of scum buckets out there. Don't know how to play defense. So dominating those there. guys that could not tackle him in the secondary. Looked pretty good. Yeah, looked pretty good. Looked pretty good. Um, Deion Lewis was non-existent. Uh, I said that uh, he would have more fantasy points than Derrick Henry. And I said he'd be non-existent. I hope he, Derrick Henry gets hurt <laughs> so that can win that. That's uh, not, that's not going to come true. Delaney I, Walker was like the ageless wonder, I guess. Looks good. Yeah, he looked good coming off the uh, knee injury from last year. Or was it was it a knee or ankle? can't remember with him. I don't know. He was out the whole year, though. Yeah, right. Uh, you have to call a paleontologist to figure that out because I would. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, you gotta, you, Study these fossils. You got to start <laughs> sussling. Yeah, you got to start looking at the rings and the bones. And it's, it's hard. It's just hard. So now let's flip it on the That's other side. That's what she said. 
<laughs> like me on my first day. Uh, Cleveland side, Baker Mayfield, obviously with the three interceptions uh, was off his game. Offensive line was absolutely atrocious after Greg, oh, yeah. Greg Robinson wanted to practice kickball uh, at the wrong time. That was not a good time to do that, gets ejected. The offensive line was already bad enough with Greg Robinson on there. I went back and watched the tape on that the next day. My wife's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm watching Chris Hubbard tape. She's like, the offensive lineman? I'm like, yeah. She's like, why are you doing that? I'm like, because he was that bad, I have to watch the tape. I watched the tape on it, and it was that bad. Yep. Not kind of bad, like the worst offensive lineman I've ever seen bad. And I watched it twice. Well, I was he's, like, he's not a great right tackle, man. Oh, Hubbard. The, oh, when we got the safety, he was playing right tackle, and he just got his doors blown off on him. He right. moved to the left side, and it was just like, okay, hey, do he's, I know how to play he's football? An o, he's an okay right tackle. He's an okay right yeah, tackle. Yeah, you can't slide an okay right tackle to left tackle, to left tackle. And, and, and think it's going to work. I was really confused why the Browns weren't running the ball more. You have Nick Chubb there. They weren't running the ball a ton. You know, Nick Car- Chubb, Nick Chubb 17 great. carries, and he looked he good, you know, with the 75 yards. Um, Receiving-wise out there, still Odell Beckham, seven catches, 71 yards on 11 targets. Jarvis Landry, seven targets, four catches, 67 yards. I'm not worried about the Browns' offense in the least bit. I still love everybody going for it. Let's see how they rebound this week. If they get if they get blown out this week, then I'm going to be drastically concerned, yeah. and I might just actually just quit football. David and Joku, I deserve better than this. David and Joku's hands are, I think, just going to be an issue forever. Six he targets, did, four catches, but he drops easy passes. Uh, yeah, he had a he, touchdown. He drops he drops passes that he should catch, like drive killing drops. Yeah, it's, this it's, it's uh, emotionally. I it's a that game drip. That game drained a lot out of me. I will, I will say that. I had a lot of optimism going to it. It right, hurt let's, me let's to move my on. bones. Let's move so on. let's just move on. Yep. I can't, you know, let's, let it go. Go on to week two. I'm not going to overreact. Ravens, Dolphins. Now, speaking, speaking of overreacting, let's do some. Let's talk about some of this. <laughs> okay? Greatest offense of all time. This team is going to go 0-16. They're my, that bad. The, the Dolphins are terrible. This is one of the worst football teams ever. I've ever seen. Now, what are they? They're a pack full of good, above-average college football players. That's what they are. On the other side, you have the Ravens. And everybody's saying, hey, look at Lamar Jackson. And some guy tweeted me, like, hey, now tell me how bad Lamar Jackson is. I was like, whenever I ever poo-poo on Lamar Jackson, I mean, I was the one saying he could be the next Michael Vick, who was a quarterback one when I was doing my rookie scouting profile. I mean, go back and listen to the tape. I, I was building him up. Now, lately, I've been saying, yeah, he's very inaccurate. I don't like his receivers because that's going to take time for him if he's going to get better to get better. I like his legs. That being said, he throws wounded ducks. I don't know about this year, but last year he threw a lot of wounded ducks. His passes look better this year. already. He looked he looked better, which is encouraging because that's that's nice. You Admit, know, seventeen ad, completed seventeen of twenty passes for three hundred twenty four yards. I only saw five touchdowns. I only th- I only saw some of the highlights, so I I need to go back and actually watch this and, and check out his arm. That being said, he did this versus a college football team. <laughs> when well, Lamar Jackson was in college, if I remember right, he won a Heisman Trophy, right? He did. So twenty sixteen. He showed that he could be very good against college football teams. Yeah. Well, week one, you got to play a college football team, and guess what? He he's, looked dynamite. Calling Jimmy Walker. He spanked him like a college football team. Yeah, like my first date. Uh, so for me, this was like it was very encouraging for Lamar Jackson. I'm not going to poop on that because he only ran the ball for six yards, which is encouraging. He had the most fancy points uh, in history. Uh, I saw a tweet out there. He had 33.56 fantasy points, the most ever for a Baltimore, Baltimore quarterback. He only did it with six yards, uh, six rush Russian. yards. And this is a guy who had the most ever uh, attempts last year for a quarterback. So for me, that was encouraging for him to go out there and get that, um, you know, five touchdown passes. One for himself. You know, a lot of that's like you could get some mental hangups here. And for me, that's encouraging for him to actually go out there and be mentally optimistic. So that's encouraging because he is going to get some more points with his legs, which is encouraging. But at the same time, it was versus a college football team. Right. This is obviously this is all roses. It's great. I mean, I, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of really good performances against the Bron- or the uh, Dolphins this year. So I guess time will tell on that one. So we're going to have to wait to see exactly what Lamar um, Jackson looks like against a professional football team. You know, you know what I mean. You said you said it was a college football team. Obviously, the Dolphins are professional. I don't want to poo poo on them too much, but. You know, a really, a really put to, a well put together defense. So I guess we'll, time will tell. And you know, I think we're going to see Lamar Jackson come down to earth a little bit. Mark Ingram's the bell cow there. 
Yep. Oh, you have something to say about Lamar? Yeah, I do. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not very high on Lamar. Um, I, I didn't have him in my top twelve or anything like that. Uh, and some people love him. I get the appeal. Uh, and the good news, uh, if you're an owner, the good news is the next two weeks, very, very favorable matchups. They get the Arizona Cardinals this week without Patrick Peterson still. So uh, that secondary is a mess. Uh, and then the week after that, they get the Kansas City Chiefs, another bad defense, another game that should be more of a shootout. After that, though, the defenses get a lot, lot tougher. Uh, they, you know, Obviously, the uh, AFC North has some decent defenses in it, but then they also have to play the Patriots, they have to play the Jets, they have to play the Bills, they have uh, the Rams. There's a lot of good defenses that they have to play. So I, I'm not going to be convinced until I see it in like weeks four and five that he's really this guy. You think then after, say, week three and Lamar Jackson's the number one overall fantasy scorer, uh, then it's a good time to sell extremely high if you're in a super flex league? Or are you saying, uh, I mean, obviously that's what it sounds like you're yeah. saying. Or, Matt, do you think this is a time to, like, no, there's absolutely no way you sell in a super flex league the number one overall fantasy scorer at running back who can rush for 800 yards? I mean, if I, I, I want to see it before I comment i guess because because if he's honed his his craft a little bit and he's starting to throw the ball even you know mildly better than he did last year because last year it was it was pathetic you know what i mean the, the wounded ducks were you know that they, they were the majority of the passes if they're more few and far between it only happens every once in a while i mean he might be a really nice hold okay a uh, couple optimists again marquise brown somebody who was a first round pick I'm, i do do don terribly i'll just wait for your apology i'll just sit over here and wait for your apology <laughs> Well, but here's my biggest concern. What, what, if you guys go back to Marquise Brown, my number one concern was like, okay, he needed a really accurate quarterback because his drop rate was over 9% um, to put on the numbers. Lamar Jackson did do that. Mm-hmm. And he was explosive. Again, four catches for 147 yards and two touchdowns. And what did I say? Marquise Brown was really good when he had two Heisman quarter, uh, quarterbacks uh, thrown to him against a, you know, college teams. Where were we at week one? A Foreman Heisman quarterback <laughs> throwing to him against a college team. Let me see it again. But very optimistic for what he did because he was explosive. 83 yards, four catches, 47 yards, 147 yards, and two touchdowns. That's never even been done by a rookie in his debut before. That was incredible. Yeah. This is one of the greatest uh, week ones for, for rookie wide receivers ever. Ever. Like in the history of the NFL. I so mean, because we still got two or three, impressive. four more good ones to talk about. Very impressive. Very impressive. Not not gonna like oh jump on my booties, but this is this maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm wrong. It very well could be that you're wrong, Rich, and that's okay. It is okay. I don't ever like, right. People are like oh you're wrong. I I can alert one. It's okay. I bat seven fifty, so I understand I'll be wrong twenty five percent of the time. It's gonna happen, right? And I don't even care about being wrong. like so, somebody. My you, wife's just like oh because you're wrong. I'm like I don't care. I don't care about being wrong. I don't care. It's not a big deal. Everyone's wrong every once in a while. It's week one, Matt. Somebody we don't know anything. Somebody yet. we weren't wrong on is Mark Andrews. That, that seemed like it come, came across wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I was say, didn't he do really well? Yeah, Mark Andrews did really well. Eight, <laughs> that, that, that was eight, not me from a Marquise Brown. Eight <laughs> targets, eight receptions, 108 <laughs> yards, and a touchdown for Mark Andrews. And well, th- this was the guy last year who was the second tight end drafted that we were telling everyone to go out and get because he was just he was just a better overall fantasy tight end. If, if you're new to the Dynasty Nerds podcast, we've been preaching Mark Andrews for uh, over a year now. This is a guy, you know, out of Oklahoma, who was fantastic. Uh, even early on the card, when we first scouted uh, tight ends, I came out, I was like, Mark Andrews, this guy's unbelievable. Right. You know, it was unbelievable. He dropped a little bit because we had Dallas Goddard in that draft. Gasicki um, has such a good combine. But Mark Andrews, even when Hayden Hurst went first, we're like, we both said, we said we'd rather have Mark Andrews. Comes out eight catches on eight targets for 108 yards and a touchdown. This offense loves the tight end. It's the reason they have 8,000 of them on the roster. Lamar Jackson likes the tight end a lot. To me, this is the real deal, holy field. I think Mark Andrews is somebody um, who we liked a lot, didn't preach enough to, and we're all talking young tight ends that we want, you know, like O.J. Howards, George Kittles, uh, uh, Evan Ingrams, Mark Andrews. 
Well, I think everyone was a little bit afraid of Mark Andrews just because of Lamar Jackson. You don't know what you're going to get out of that guy from a passing standpoint. I mean, it looks like he's worked on his his stuff here in the offseason and he's honed his craft a little bit. So, I mean, week one's week one. And like, we, like we've been like beating you know the dead horse, Miami's terrible. So we'll find out in the long run. But it was a nice performance. It's very encouraging. You need a young tight end. I, I, we preach it here all the time, especially if you're in tight end super flex league, right? Is now the time? I know it's after week one, but a big week here. Is now the time to go get Mark Andrews? We preached this about George Kittle, and we nailed it, mm-hmm. right? Is now the time to go get Mark Andrews? Is this it? Is this out? You go out. It looks you pay you pay market value. You hear more if you've had it because most people probably have Mark Andrews as their number two tight end, most likely not everywhere, but I would say seventy five percent of the time, most people have him as number two tight end. Do you go out there and make the move for Mark Andrews? Will Mark Andrews finish as a top six fantasy tight end this year? Six. If yeah. you would have said eight, I would have said absolutely no. six. No. Six. Uh, I'm 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 gonna say no. I think he's got more games like this. I've, he's got a real shot at it. I feel like Mark Andrews is gonna be very consistent, steady, and he's gonna finish as a top six fantasy tight end in 2019. And it boils down to who else do they have? I mean, Hayden Hurst. No, I mean, I mean, from a, just a receiving, just a receiving game standpoint, they got Marquise Brown. Willie Sneed's not a guy that's going to be like a high volume type of guy. He's going to be a couple, two, three catches a game type of guy. Maybe, maybe he'll explode for like six one day. But it, it, they're going to be throwing to the tight ends an awful Steady. lot. Steady. And Lamar Jackson's locked in as the quarterback for the foreseeable future. Marquise Brown's probably locked in as the number one receiver for the foreseeable future. But I look forward to be where Mark Marquise Brown again five targets. Uh, Mark Andrews led the team on it with a number one look and the number one targeted guy. And Mark, you know, again, Marquise Brown's not going to have 447 yards and two touches every week. I think Mark Andrews is going to be the number. I think he's going to be the George. Well, we saw last year of George Kittle. I think we're going to see a Mark Andrews right now. If you're talking about the one of the number one buys I took away from this week, one of the number one buys that I'm taking away this week is go get Mark Andrews. Pay what it takes to get Mark Andrews and get him. If you're in a tight end super flex league where tight end premium, go get Mark Andrews. Definitely with a reception's worth a point and a half, overpay for Mark Andrews. Give that 2020 first and don't even feel bad about it because this isn't a guy you're going to look back. It's going to be the George Kittle syndrome. He's going to be, again, what do we love? We love talent. We love opportunity. We love systems, right? He fits all three of those bills, all three of them. I love the Mark Andrews buy. I think you should go out there and, and just attack this because I think this isn't just a week one fluke. I think this is something, like Matt said, we're going to see this on a consistent basis. I think where we talk about guys that are inconsistent, like Derrick Henry, I feel like Mark Andrews, you're going to have, you, can count, you can count on him on a week-in, mm-hmm. week-out basis, giving you five to eight catches. He'll have a couple weeks. I bet you he has double-digit catches, consistent with 70 to 100 yards receiving, and he'll be one of their top red zone threats. I think he does finish as a top six fancy tight end uh, going forward. And not only that, I think it's going to be a consistent Top end dynasty tight end for the next three to five years for your team. I love it. I'm buying. Book it. For for the record, I am buying as well. I just top top six was a little rich. That was the that was the only difference. Well, for me, I'm a lot of rich, and I'm all in on that one. Um, real quick on the flip side on that, because that's my take. Does it? Does anybody think I'm way off base there? Before we move on, no, no, and I think Fred. Yeah. Okay. Um, other side, Devontae Parker, seven targets, only three catches. Had a really nice catch where he fully extended on the back end. Quarterback plays not where it is, but a little bit upside there. Really disappointing Kenyon Drake. Uh, his four carries for 12 yards didn't get it really done. Wasn't really overly uh, used. Only three targets in the passing game. But again, this is a team thing. Preston Williams came away impressive nice uh, on his with five uh, targets for three catches for 24 yards and a touchdown, which is kind of nice. Uh and it was a nice catch, too. And if you're buying, that's that's the upside you're looking at. Cause yep. This is a team with all the draft capital. Because you have to look at this long term, too, because this is dynasty, right? For Miami, as bad as they are, bad as a college team they are, there's going to be a couple pieces that are going to look to build around. Preston Williams is likely going to be one of those pieces yep. here. My, every Miami player is going to be super cheap. Everyone. Preston Williams might be a nice, good stash here for the back end. This is something that Garrett recommended a long time ago in our rookie scouting profile and showed good in the preseason. Already comes in week one and shows okay. This is a team that's going to have a lot of draft capital and are looking to do exactly what the Cleveland Browns did. Yep. Clear cap space, get a lot of draft picks, and build this team. And in three years, in 2021, well, it's two years, uh, right around two years from now, 
uh, they're going to look to take a big step forward. And you're going to look for a person that, what, enters their third-year window, ready to step up on a really good team, has a really good quarterback because they took him number one overall after going 0-16 in 2019, uh, and other weapons around him. Preston Williams is a nice sneaky ad. Absolutely. On the back end on there. Absolutely. I love Preston Williams going forward. And and did anyone did either one of you guys watch the condensed version or the full, full version of this game yet? I, I've watched. I watched some of it. Not did all did of you it. guys see Gasicki? I just see that he. I mean, he had six targets, but only you know converted two of them into catches. I was just wondering if you guys saw anything out of him. Nothing. Nothing spectacular. Okay. Um, all right. He. he it. it it, it, the team's going to be so bad this year. I uh, wanted to see if it was quarterback related or him related, like if he was dropping passes or they were just horrible throws or, or you know. Yeah, nothing. I don't remember anything specific that stands out to me. Doesn't nothing stood out. Okay. No. All right, let's move on. Uh, move on to the Falcons game. Uh, the Weird Falcons game. Down to the Vikings here. Uh, we'll start on the Falcons side. Uh, you know, obviously Julio Jones gets that big, ginormous contract making quarterback money. Essentially, which is crazy. so much of it guaranteed he, too. Yeah, he reset the market. Was it ninety percent guaranteed? It, it was like ninety six percent. It was like either sixty four of the sixty six was or sixty six. It was right around sixty eight. Like yeah, it was like sh- almost all of it was guaranteed. Almost all of it, and well deserved. He's one of the best receivers I've Absolutely. ever seen. Absolutely. So it's just it's but that's going to change the market now. We're going to start to see that a lot more. Mari Cooper to be looking for some money. But again, the argument back is going to be you're not Julio Jones and you didn't put all the time that he did. And they'll be like, yeah, I know I'm 26 and be better than Julio. You, th- you, th- you don't think I'm going to be the best receiver in the league? Of course you're not going to be. <laughs> <laughs> we love your route running. Um, Devontae Freeman kind of uh, eight carries, 19 yards, did not look that great. Um, I, I, I mean, I didn't see this game. I didn't see it. Uh, this is another one I did not catch, but it sounded like they were shuffling offensive linemen. I'll say right, the, the O-line looked terrible, right. and the defensive line, the, the front seven specifically for the Vikings, looked awesome. Yeah. So the combination of those two things was just a nightmare for Freeman. It sounds like they've settled on a, a right tackle. that They're going to use the uh, the guy that they picked in the first round, like the 31st mm-hmm. pick or whatever, as, as the uh, right tackle going forward. So he must have showed himself better. But unfortunately, they lost the uh, guard, right? I was, are. It, was it a Lynn's yeah. uh Frank or whatever? It's never good. No, not not great. So, um, what was supposed to be one of the strengths? You know, they were trying to bolster that through the draft. Uh, unfortunately, one of the guys already went down. So we'll we'll see Tough. how that pans out. You know, as this, the season goes on. This game is weird because nobody had a lot of opportunity. Like Julio Jones saw eleven targets, only cost six. Austin Hooper caught nine of nine. They ran the ball. You know, Edo Smith got six carries. Devontae Freeman got eight. So not a lot of opportunity here. Then you flip side of the the Viking side. Kirk Cousins threw the ball 10, ten times. Ten times. So weird. <laughs> ten Kirk Cousins killed my dig shares. Oh, he threw the t- ball 10 times. And what about Diggs? I mean, I think Diggs, the one thing we've learned about Diggs is if he has any soft tissue concern whatsoever, if you hear anything in the news about a soft tissue issue with Diggs, don't start him. Don't play him. Yeah. Like it's almost safe to say, just literally don't, if you have any other better option, don't play him because he's going to give you what he did. Two catches for 37 yards. We've learned that about him over the years. There's guys it, that can t- tough it out and play through it. There's guys that can't. He's yeah. one of them. And if he does go off, you don't even feel bad about it because nine out of ten times, he this is what he's going to do. It's Now it's 100% to me. Right. It's, it's like starting it's, Ben Roethlisberger on the road nowadays. You just don't do it. You don't do it. Well, yeah. I, heard, I heard a crazy stat. When he's on the injury report, he averages nine points per game if he still plays. If he's on the injury report, averages nine points per game. Averages about 15, 16 when he's not on the injury report. Yeah, so go with go with history here. Flip side, Dalvin Cook looked absolutely studly. Stud. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Go ahead and take it take it from there because I know you got somebody else you want to talk about. Yeah, uh, yeah, right behind him, Alexander Madison. He looked really good as well. Uh, so if, if for some reason – uh, injury does happen to Cook, which I, I hope it doesn't. The guy's a stud. I, I want to see him be successful. But if history does repeat itself, they'll be just fine in the backfield. Dalvin Cook has a chance this year to uh, put himself in the top echelon uh, of that high-end second tier yep. of running backs. Uh, he was our number running back coming out of college. We had him ahead of Leonard Fournette. He was our number one guy coming out. Obviously, injury kind of derailed that. Uh, and now he's back fully healthy, looking explosive. Yep. Uh, it's the biggest encouragement coming off the injuries. He looks fast. He, he looks does. good. That's he why does. I can't wait to talk about Sammy Watkins. It's just, it's not just what you, you know, the stats. It's how do you look doing it? And he looked explosive. Yep. 21 carries for 111 yards and two touchdowns caught both of his targets. And I can look, you know, he, he, th- he threw the, they threw the ball so little. 
He's going to catch some more football. Yeah, as like well. th- this yeah. was a total anomaly type of game. There's no way they're going to get away with passing the ball ten times in any other game this year. Kirk Cousins almost had more rushing attempts. He had it six carries. That's, that's ridiculous, <laughs> man. So this is a total and totally anomaly, total anomaly game. And, and you know things will level off. These guys, the you know the, the receivers for Minnesota, Minnesota will get a lot more opportunities going forward. Yep. Yeah. So I, I mean, Dalvin Cook right now is running back four on a year with this 26 fantasy points in PPR leagues. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey was is number one. Austin Eckler, number two. We'll get to that. Derek Henry, three, and Dalvin Cook, four. Um, staying steady out of here. He, he, could be, he could finish as that top six uh, fantasy running back this year. Wouldn't be overly surprising. Nope. Thielen still did what he did. Not enough to really digest here just because they threw the ball so little. But again, week one, not overly concerned about it here. On any end here um, with the Falcons, or the Vikings. Obviously, the Julio show, Austin Hooper is going to finish right where he did last year, right in that middle, right around six to seven uh, when it comes to tight ends. Uh, and we did it this week. You know, nine targets, nine catches, 77 Love yards, it. 16 points. Fantastic game. Yep. Right, um, and Calvin Ridley's still doing his thing, you know, kind of as as the second guy, the second big-time option there, wide receiver, but he's still getting his, his you know. I mean, that's, you know, 16-point game is nothing to sneeze at. Let's move on, shall we? Mm-hmm. Yep. Bills and the Jets. Uh, on the Bills side, Josh Allen completed 24, 30, uh, 37 for 254 yards, and then the two touchdowns, which is his biggest uh, Achilles heel. I think the big thing here is Devin Singletary looked really explosive, and I think he has a good chance to be on his way to, uh, by the time we get to week six, just to be the guy. I mean, yep. he only got four carries. What do you do with those four carries? 70 yards. No big deal, right? Eh, not a big deal at all. You know, six targets, caught five of them for 28. Just seems going to be, he's going to be a dual threat uh, running back, kind of like that, you know, Ray Rice running back. You know, somebody who can catch the ball really well. When he does catch the ball, actually do good things with the ball. I mean, five catches, 28 yards, those are good numbers. Just That's, that's your seven points alone. I love those kind of running backs. I love mm-hmm. those PBR running backs that – are explosive as well when they get the opportunities. I mean, if you're going to give me 70 yards and four carries, what are you going to do when I start giving you 10 carries? Can he handle it? That's going to be the big question. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about about the potential there. The offense was was kind of out of sync early. Josh Allen was a little erratic, throwing some picks. But they really they really rallied the troops there in the second half. Uh, looked like a much better offense. Looked like what we hoped they could be. Uh, John Brown seemed to be just the right type of medicine for Josh Allen as well. Um, so it's I, I think I think people are going to be surprised by – uh, not that this is going to be a top five offense or anything like that, but I just think they're going to be better than people expect week in, week out. Yeah, John Brown, somebody on my TV show, on ESPN radio, they kept telling me, give me one player that you love, you know, at, at certain positions. And I've, I've been preaching John Brown on every big format that I can. You know, the whole, you know, the most year yards in the air last year, John Brown as receiver, most yards in the air uh, as a quarterback, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, you know, supporting the number two, uh, two wide receiver twos. You know, you've heard it on the podcast. I've been, I've been talking John Brown forever. When they signed John Brown, I absolutely loved it. I went ape shit about it. Right, I've been talking about it nonstop. It's, it's people probably annoying. I'm like, oh yeah, John Brown, Rich, yeah, Brown, Buffalo. I don't want anything to do with it. I'm like, yeah, I do want something to do with it. And where's he at right now? Wide receiver number nine on a year with 25 points. And the big thing here is. It's not John Brown's a big play receiver, right? He had a 38-yard uh, catch. He had a touchdown there. He saw 10 targets, only second to Cole Beasley, who's going to be the safety net to Josh Allen underneath. This is going to be John Brown consistent all year long. We saw the reports coming out of Buffalo that they don't want to use him just as a deep threat. They want to use him all over the field. He is locked in as their number one receiver. Seven catches, 123 yards. He's going to be a big play threat. I said John Brown can finish the year as one of those, like, Mid-range four, wide receiver 14s to 16s. That's where I said he could finish this year, and I'm feeling really comfortable about that. I don't think this is a fluke at all. I love it. Should we be concerned about Zay Jones at all? Only two catches. Um, he had five targets. Uh, worrisome, not worrisome. I, I'm, I'm honestly not quite sure how to feel about him right now. I, I, I want to see a little bit more. He, he's, he's really forgotten. He's at the bottom of the road. I'm not overly worried about Zay Jones. Because I like him. I, yeah, I do like I him as a him, player. They they didn't get a lot of red zone opportunities there, so I want to see him get more red zone opportunities as well. So I want to see I want to see this progress. I still think he's locked in as a number two safety net, but Cole Beasley could Cole Beasley could you know he could, he could inch him out. Yeah. yeah, he could swipe the leg. Yeah, he, he could, could swipe the leg. We'll see. Yeah, um, Jet side. You know, here's one thing that it, it was talked about coming out of New York. 
all the beat reporters were saying it, that Jameson Crowder was targeted a ton in practice, a ton in practice. Jamison Crowder. I saw a beat reporter say, if you if you play fantasy football, you want Jamison Crowder uh, on your team. Comes out week one, Matt Garrett. 17 targets. Oh, is that, is that it? Caught 14 of them for 99 yards. Yeah. This is what you love. This is what you love to see. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy that's just going to nickel and dime you all the way down the field. And you just see your fantasy points racking up as they do it. You know what I mean? He's not, he's not, he's not beating you deep. He's not getting these huge plays. He's just moving the chains over and over and over again. He's the reliable guy and, and, and the quarterback loves him. These guys are great. Who finishes the year with more Kirk cousin pass attempts or targets for, uh, for Crowder. <laughs> definitely the targets for Crowder. That's, that's, that's pretty much that's a, a safe bet. I yeah, mean, dude, definitely. If, if Jameson Crowder <laughs> caught 14 balls for zero yards, like that's a very good fantasy day right Not there. 14 points. I'm Not coming away shabby. with that. Then he comes away with 99 yards. These are the kind of guys that you see that have these years that you're like, you look back at the, at the end of the year like, oh, Jameson Crowder, a mid-range wide receiver right. too. How Didn't did see that coming. Here? Yeah. Doesn't, his and his numbers aren't even got, like his receiving yards, he is like, you know, 802. 950 something. yards. Yeah. 111 receptions. Sure. You know, like something like, it's, it's going to be crazy, like his receptions. Right now, you know, Robbie Anderson got called out by Gase already week one. I've been out, we've been off on Anderson uh, the whole year. Called that day one as soon as wild eyed Gase showed up in New York. I was like, oh, Robbie Anderson and, and him aren't going to get along. You did. You did call out Rob, Robbie Anderson. We've not been preaching them all because we've not been fans. Mm-hmm. Now, will the Demarius Thomas uh, acquisition, will this will this change anything for these guys, or do you think it's more of just a depth move? Uh, I never like to get receivers to get traded to new offenses after the season starts because it's somewhat of a concern. But not, he did work with He, wor- he worked Denver. with Gase, yeah. So not necessarily a new offense per se. I mean, yeah. he's going to have to rewire his brain a little bit and get used to the quarterback, but I think this spells bad things for Robbie Anderson. I was just going to say, Matt, I think this tells you everything that you need to know where Robbie Anderson is going to fit into this offense and who he wants to be his big bodied uh, receiver to get downfield. They still have a new, a new one there. Who's a big guy. Um, I think this spells terrible news for Robbie Anderson. If you can get a sandwich for Robbie Anderson, that's how I feel bad. I feel a bit. Robbie I mean, Anderson right now is on a leash. He's getting walked out to the doghouse. That's where he's oh <laughs> walking him out there. Oh, he ain't wagging his tail either. <laughs> that thing's tucked right between his legs here. I, I'm with you, man. I'm Robbie Anderson's still a name. It was a name. I never want anything to do with whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm selling for this. This falls in the category for me is like, I'm taking whatever I can get, yep. like, whatever I can get for Robbie Anderson. Uh, meanwhile, Jameson Crowder, if you can get him for super cheap, in a PPR league, as your wide receiver three, this might be fantastic. He might, he might be PPR gold all year, know, man. Sam Garnold, a young quarterback, looks for that you know safety net, and that's where it's going to be in a guy like Jamison Crowder. So I like that going forward. I, I see we see a lot of that. We don't know if it's going to translate to that 14 catches, but it's going to translate to all the targets, essentially, because it's going to be him and Le'Veon Bell. They even gave Jamison Crowder a carry. No, I mean, I, I think obviously, especially for through the first few weeks when um, Chris Herndon's gone, I think that's going to be the guy that's going to be collecting all of them. I think you might see a little bit of a dip when Herndon comes back because I, I just think Herndon's a more, let's call him athletic type of, of player. He has a really good rapport right. with uh, Sam Darnold too, which takes away some of those targets. It's, that's week five right. uh, going on. So maybe you do you flip side it, Matt, where you, you, you let Jamison Crowder build up these heavy stats and right around week four – you know, going to week four, you look to sell somebody. Because, listen, more people are going to get hurt. More people are going to get receiver needy. Jamison Crowder would probably be sitting at the top of the charts for fantasy leaders at the time. Um, it, it, like you mentioned, as Damaris gets acclimated and a return to Chris Herndon, that's probably going to be a really good time to sell. I know I'm just totally flip-flopping here. I say, oh, maybe go buy him. But you know, like you said, made a really good point is maybe you do sell, but you wait till week, th- week wait three. Wait the right time. And let him pad those stats. Pad, so like that. Pad. Hopefully we remember we come back onto that right around week three. Right on. The Chris Turner. Let's do one more before we get into the Nerd Herd episode. Um, remember, if you're not a Nerd Herd member, three bucks, three bucks a month. We have a new tool dropping this week. Um, I got I got some uh, info. Oh, nice. Or maybe in the next ten days. But close. We have a new tool. You know what tool <laughs> it is, guys. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it. say it. I'm not saying it. They'll say it. Do you, do you promise? It's going into beta, it's going into beta testing this week. Sweet. Okay. So just so we get to try it this week, Garrett. I'm stopping there. All easy, right. easy. But for the Everybody. price of a cup of coffee, you get the bonus podcast. We get extra games. We can talk more players. So just you want to hear more? Just you know, three bucks a month. 
Uh, you get the Nerd membership. You get all our exclusive rankings. I think we're going to start doing redraft rankings on a weekly basis. So we're going to have our weekly rankings up on DynastyNerds.com. So when you click on redraft, that essentially be our, I might just rename it to uh, weekly rankings yeah. instead of redraft, actually. Um, our Dynasty rankings, our IDP rankings, our Superflex rankings, and our Standard rankings, and, of course, our buy-sell tool all on DynastyNerds.com. Be an exclusive member. We get some good giveaways for only 3 bucks a month, one of the best dynasty memberships you're going to find anywhere uh i personally think the podcast alone is worth it make sure you join the nerd herd today check out dynastynerds.com for that because that's what we're going to get into next but before we do let's get one more game in here the redskins and the eagles uh case keenum coming out here and showing that hey 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 because this eagles got a good defense yeah and he said he said hey dwayne haskins the one-year start you're gonna be riding that pine for quite a while not so fast my friend Quite a while. Mm-hmm. And this is spelled well. It's going to spell well for a guy named Terry McLaurin. Ooh. He looks so good. Now, just last week on the Dynasty Nerds podcast, I don't know if it was a Nerd episode or the free episode, but whatever one it was, we said, you need to go, and you need to go right now, and you need to go buy Terry McLaurin, even if it's an overpay. Yep. Do it now before it's too late. Well, friends. He's already got the starting job. <laughs> well, friends. Guess what? It's too late. late. It might be too late. He caught five of his seven targets for 125 yards and a touchdown, and he looked fantastic. He could have easily had another touchdown, too. One of the passes was an overthrow where he had beat the guy 30, 40 yards downfield. Could have easily had a second touchdown. Looked good. This is a guy who's going to be on the rise. He's the number one receiver in this offense. When Dwayne Haskins eventually takes over, he'll still be the number one offense uh, player in this offense here. Uh, We thought, you know, with... You know, it does help. I think it helps a little bit with um, with Case Keenum being a quarterback. He loves a slot receiver. Helps a guy like Trey Quinn kind of boost some of his stats here too. So I think it's going to be the McLaren and uh, Trey Quinn show. But also now with Darius Geis being hurt, I mean, out for a while, they're going to bring bring back in uh, Adrian, Adrian Peterson, Peterson to be the running back. But this is great news for Chris Thompson owners who saw ten targets for seven catches for sixty eight yards, and Chris Thompson who's finishes a. Uh, running back one before oh, on um, those kind of target shares. receptions alone, yeah. Case Keenum loves those short dump-off passes to the running back. This Darius Geis injury, and the fact that Case Keenum looks like he probably can hold, again, week one, we'll see, but the fact that he could do this versus a good defense. Great front seven. This is great news for Chris Thompson owners. Yep. Great news for Chris Thompson's owners. Yep. Because we're going to see a lot of this. He's going to do exactly what he did, was it two years ago or three years ago? I think it was three. Three, three years no. ago. Yeah. It's been a minute. Three it's all, years It's removed. all starting to, you know, meld together. Yeah. But th- this could bump him to running back two uh, it, it on really, a year. St- oh, absolutely. Year. If he can stay healthy, it absolutely could. Because originally it looked like they were going to do what they said. Geis had three receptions before struggling with all that injury stuff. So, I mean, there's nobody else to catch passes out of the backfield because Love is is not ready to go. He's on the pup. So, I mean, it's it's going to be the Chris Thompson show, and Adrian Peterson's going to be in there, but we know at this point he's not a pass catcher in the least. So no. it's it's going to be it's going to be his show. They have Wendell Smallwood, too, that they, you know, they actually activated him because of special teams type of stuff in week one instead of Adrian Peterson. So I would expect him to be sprinkled in here and there, and obviously if Chris Thompson gets injured, it's going to be Wendell Smallwood in this pass catching sure. role as well. So he's not a bad add if he's just out on your waiver wire because obviously yep. you know the eagles just cut him and 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 washington swooped him up so a lot of people i've seen him on waiver wire so it's not a bad ad chris thompson's had his uh his fair share of injuries yeah, as well he absolutely so has. you're right if wendell smallwood is out there it might not be a bad swoop in just for Speculative ppr leagues because if anything happens then look out yep um flip side on the eagles Miles Sanders got the most carries on the on the offense, which is great to see. They did give Darren Sproles nine carries, who was second on the team, which that's not going to be – we're not going to see a lot of that too. I think they're going to slowly ease in Miles Sanders. I, I would hope that Miles Sanders would start a little slow just because it, it might open a possible buy-in window for him because he will still be fantastic. He's going to be fantastic. You're right. Um, but it's, it is going to be a little bit tricky, and it's going to be hard to start him here in the early portion of the season. He's just going to have to work himself into a role, basically. I was totally taken aback to seeing that Jordan Howard caught two passes for 11 yards and three targets. I, just, did, I was like... Did you fall on the floor? Were you that surprised? Uh, I started singing, Do you believe in miracles? <laughs> <laughs> you not a sexy thing. Oh, how's that singing? Mm, you nailed it. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah, um, Deshaun Jackson went off. Oh, oh did he? 
Yeah, just went out. Ten targets, led the team in targets. Again, another thing that they've been talking about in Philadelphia, the beat reporters. Deshaun Jackson looks great, fits this offense. Him and Wentz already have a rapport. Up oh, here we go, week one. That's what he is. I mean, I there saw is. a highlight of the second touchdown catch, and I just thought it was the first touchdown catch. Oh, yeah, it, it looked just, almost exactly the same. It's ridiculous, yeah. man. I'm like, was that just a different angle on that first catch? And I'm like, oh, no, that's a different nope. one. Oh, crap. Same thing. Beat him again. Yep. Second targets on the team was Zach Ertz, who he loves here. Uh, but only seven only targets, though. That's a, that's a big dip from last year. There's more balls to go around. We said this about Zach Ertz, yep. about looking for regression, where I predicted Zach Ertz would not finish Wait, as a top six tight end. There's more what? Targets? Balls. Damn. Oh, uh, more balls. I, I need to get oh, a little stick or something. Sorry, <laughs> Hit the drop. Matthew. So sorry. Jeez, you so need to reach around. Right. You need longer arms there, <laughs> my <laughs> friend. I, I didn't know what was going on around here. So, yeah, five catches, 54 yards. Not not nearly where we were last year. Again, Zach Ertz, solid tight end, right? Yeah. Good tight end. Above, way above average. But where he's going, where his value was, we said to get out from Zach Ertz. We said it. I look for more of this than anything. Alshon looked actually pretty good there. He really Dallas did. Goddard, you know, we, we'll see. They're going to flip here and there as well. So for me, with Deshaun Jackson being there, he can turn into that number one guy. Uh, this is big concern for Zach Ertz. Anybody needs tight end, I'm still trying to unload because the value still is there. Don't hate Zach Ertz again, but, dude, we talked about Mark Andrews, right? What if you can get what if you can take Zach Ertz and get Mark Andrews plus something? Oh, you can get plus a lot. Yeah. 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 And I'd feel pretty good about it. Yeah. So what do you think you can get? I mean, obviously you gotta look at that person's team, but I make that's here we go. Right? Mm-hmm. Let's end it. We started the show with a, that that hot take and uh let's end the show. Do you think you could get a low end twenty twenty first? That's what I was thinking. Do or you think like you could? No. or similar value. In a Maybe in a tight end premium league, uh-huh. maybe. And maybe that's just what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, in a tight end premium league, maybe. So in a standard league, probably a second. In a PPR Andrews league, in a see, that looks like you're getting ripped off, but I feel right. okay with that, right? Like, I'm looking, I'm going to look at who he has, like, you know, we mentioned a guy like Preston Williams. Like, just say, in a you know, in a weird world, like, oh, he has Mark Andrews, Preston Williams. Like, if I can come away with Preston Williams, Mark Andrews, and a 2022nd for Zach Ertz, I'm doing it. Like, that yep. kind of package, right? Or... Yep. I come away like, oh, I feel really good about that. And the average guys are like, dude, who'd you get? Yeah, like, did they draft Hayden Hurst in the first round? Like, yeah, they did. Yes, they did. That's a perfect move for me. Like, for, you know, because then you're giving somebody else a tight end back, so they're not even losing Mark yep. Andrews, and they feel like they're getting a better tight end, and then you're getting Mark Andrews, who's my top six uh, fantasy tight end of the year. Love it. Yep. Uh, so let's get on to the rest of the games here, but those are going to be for the Nerd Herd members. Remember, just, you can still join the Nerd today. Uh, get on there. Give it a try. See if you like it. Three bucks. Buy me a coffee. That's it. I need all the energy I can get. This talk guy, too much. You look very lethargic today. Uh, very lethargic. <laughs> yeah, I can go for some green tea. Um, in the meantime, if you want to talk Dynasty Fantasy Football or any kind of fantasy football, it's a tough time for me because you got to be specific because I do the re- TV show and ESPN radio. So I get all these questions and I'm like, I have to ask. Redraft. Re- it's, dude, it's, it's, I need my own. I need a different Twitter ha- handle just for redraft because it, it's confusing. They're like, oh, do I make this redraft trade? And I'm like, <laughs> Uh, Dynasty rich and redraft rich. That's awesome. I love that. You redraft should, rich. Redraft you, rich. You got to get that. Do it's it. not good for the brand. No, it's not. Some, somebody's going to steal it as, since we put it out there. So. They'll are. Get a little R&R on you. But in the meantime, if you want to talk fantasy football, I'm at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. I'm at Dynasty Price. You can follow the site at Dynasty Nerds. Make sure you check out Dynasty Nerds every single day. We got all kinds of good stuff on there. All kinds of good free stuff on there, too. So, Absolutely. you know, we always say, too, um, you know, join Dynasty Nerds and join the Nerd Herd just, like, for the good content. How about you just join to support the Dynasty community? Like, if you listen to the podcast and you like the podcast, like, I mean, if you like things that you you should support them, right? So they keep on keeping on. Why don't you just join just for that? You know, who cares yeah. about the tools and whatnot? Why don't you just support Dynasty Nerds for three bucks a month? Uh, we appreciate it because all that money goes right back into the site and building more cool stuff. Because once this new tool drops, we literally go right into the next tool, which will be... Even better than that tool. So, um, and pretty soon we'll be a bunch of tools walking around uh, looking all high and mighty, right? That sounds about right. We got good stuff, good <laughs> gear, good merch. We got that new Nerd Herd uh, logo. That looks cool. Too. I Our like designer that. Uh, threw that out there. A little football guy with a little flag, a little mascot. Nerd, hey. I missed it. Oh, uh, man. It was on Slack. On oh, Slack, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll be back next week, guys. DJ Chark, DJ Chark, DJ Chark, DJ Chark. Ready, set, put on.
Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.